Hi there, welcome to Speaking to Students. I'm Johnny Jenkins and on this series we meet remarkable students who do extra stuff alongside their degree. And uh, my guest today is a postgraduate student studying international development at the University of Warwick. Before that, still at Warwick studying politics. And it's Ratan Borji. Hiya, how are you? Hi there, great to be with you, Johnny. Oh, well, thanks for coming on. And the theme really today is activism. That's what it's all about. The things that you do on campus that help other people. But before we get on to that, you postgrads in international development. Before that, you were studying politics. Is politics and international relations something you've always been interested in? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's sort of something I've always grown up with. Um, I come from a very political Punjabi family. Um, you know, working in the local community. It's always been something I've been interested in doing, learning more about. I was always probably one of the most political people at uh, my secondary school, which always um, made made things interesting for sure, for sure, in, uh, in terms of debates and uh, talking to people. And really, from a quite a, a relatively early age, I saw myself doing um, a politics degree at university. Um, and then a bit later on in life, uh, looking at the politics and international studies department at Warwick, I found my perfect match here. So it's definitely in your blood then. Um, you've been involved in so many campaigns. We'll get onto the, some of the ones you've done on campus um, a little bit later on. But what was the, the first campaign you had some involvement in? Oh, that's, that's a good question, actually. Um, I've done... Um, a fair bit of charity work for um, local charities. So I come from Wolverhampton in the West Midlands. So I've been I've done charity work for say local um, uh, women's shelters, so the Haven Shelter in Wolverhampton, as well as national charities such as the British Heart Foundation, Comic Relief, things like that. Um, but in ter in terms of something that I really put my full weight behind um, from an early age was. 15 at the very start of the European refugee crisis. Um, we'd all seen the horrific um, things uh, on television and online uh, about scenes of people drowning in the Mediterranean Ocean, about people trekking across um, the Balkans and Europe. And that really motivated me to actually do something. So um, at my school, uh, I think it was my school at, at that time, not sixth six form, but um, I arranged for clothes collections, uh, toy collections, things like that, which would be then sent to refugee camps and uh, um, you know displacement camps, and that really was what got me interested in the whole refugee and asylum matter um, for, uh, at that point. And, and that really leads us on to something you've been so involved in at Warwick, a society called STAR, which is all about student action for refugees. Just tell us a little bit uh, about what STAR does. Sure, sure. So uh, Warwick Student Action for Refugees, to give it its full title, or Warwick STAR, is part of a national charity which operates uh, around the UK as well as in Ireland and France and Greece. Um, so at Warwick specifically, we are the largest volunteering society on campus. I had the pleasure of being the vice president and president um, in the previous uh, two academic years. So our main task really is to engage with students on campus and also local refugees and asylum seekers who have been settled in Coventry. Now Coventry itself is one of the highest per capita populations of refugees and asylum seekers. 
And what we do predominantly is provide conversation club classes. So what conversation club is effectively is um, our members from the university travel up to Coventry and we sit down with newly arrived refugees um, from places like Syria, Iraq, Yemen. Um, we engage with them in very informal conversation classes. And not only does this help improve their English language skills, but it also helps improve their confidence. It helps improve their employability, depending on their age and uh, ability to actually go uh, and seek further education at college and university. And really, it's fantastic work in actually getting out there into the local community and making a difference. It's, it, it's, it's as far away from volunteerism as you can actually get because of the, 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 the palpable difference that you actually make and the people that I have met in STAR both the volunteers and the refugee participants I have really made friends for life at that um, at that organization and I am truly truly proud of everything that I've done and everything that the current exec is doing at the moment. And so you should be, because I think it's quite the responsibility, isn't it? You say these people have arrived, uh, you know, from the other side of the world. Here they are in Coventry, which is where the University of Warwick is based. And you're, as you say, you know, you're having just quite a normal discussion with these people. But actually, you're you're making them start to feel comfortable, perhaps, um, having those conversations and just being someone there to listen to them. Because I suppose they may not have had that until they've arrived in the UK. Yeah, so, so just to sit down with someone and just have a chat, mentally as well as educationally, it has untold benefits of just being able to sit there, build up a rapport with someone and, you know, help to improve their confidence for them to actually be able to go out into the world and, you know, do what, you know, all of us do. So it could be something as simple as having the confidence to go into a supermarket and ask one of the uh, assistants where to find the baked beans or something. Uh, you know, to, to have those sort of skills, it really helps you in, in, in life. And to actually be settled down as well and to know people who are in the community, both for students who are living in you know, a campus university, which can sometimes be quite isolating, and for these newly settled um, refugees and asylum seekers, it is a really big help for them um, to actually you know, engage with the local community and you know feel, feel part of the local community as well exactly i think you know it's, it's one of the most important things that societies at warwick um do and, and the other thing you're involved in on campus is this project this um initiative really called colonial hangover and it's all about this aim of uh, decolonizing the curriculum making it uh, more representative of history and of contemporary times now just tell us a little bit about what you do there Sure. So um, Colonial Hangover is actually something I've got involved with relatively um, recently. So my final year of my undergraduate studies last year, um, it really is about getting the stories of um, ethnic minorities and people from former uh, colonial nations, from the former colonies, sorry, um, getting their stories heard and linking local history to that colonial history, because there's a lot of hidden history, even on campus itself, which isn't being, you know, which isn't fully known about and which isn't really being dealt with. And the fact that it is there in plain sight almost is almost a, 
you know, an acceptance that, you know, these colonial legacies are part, are a, a positive part of our history. So the fact that um, on campus we have a building called Ratcliffe House, which was actually named after Sir Cyril Ratcliffe, uh, a lawyer who was involved in the disastrous partition of India in 1947, which split um, India, in, the colonial nation of India, into the independent nation of India and uh Pakistan and what is now Bangladesh, millions of people were killed because of the decisions of the people that were made then. And yet we see that because of uh, Sir Cyril Ratcliffe's contributions to this university, that this colonial legacy is conveniently for him swept under the carpet. And I think for a lot of students, and especially for myself, coming from the West Midlands, which um, is home to such a large South Asian population and such a, a, a well, you know, such a well contributing um, section of the South Asian population. I, it really is rather galling to go to a university in such a diverse area with a building which is named after someone with such uh, a egregious colonial legacy. It's about educating as well. So make, making sure that people know, because even when I came to this university, I didn't know and I, I would even at that point, I would consider myself have uh, considered myself to be someone who, you know, knew about sort of colonial histories. But it, it, there's, it's all about educating people. It's it's not about ramming it down people's throat, but it's about educating people about, you know, colonial experiences, about um, the, the colonial legacies as well, which still exist in our society and exist in uh, the former colonies as well. It's 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 all about making people understand about what has happened and what is happening now. This leads us now on to, onto this campaign that, that you're involved in at the moment. And I think it's fair to say throughout your time at Warwick, there has always been a campaign you're involved in at that time. Um, it, it's all about helping students in financial difficulty at home, um, struggling in a period of lockdown. Yes, so obviously um, the last uh, 10, 11 months have been incredibly difficult for everyone not just students but you know everyone um, globally and but what we have been seeing especially in this academic year is that students um, interests students you know uh, experiences have fallen by the wayside in terms of the government response to coronavirus now what we've been see been seeing is effectively international students and students um, domestic students as well from a economically precarious background have really not been given the right support that they really do need from a government level and at a university level. Now, speaking to um, the department, my own department, the politics department, um, only recently we were able to find out that the department itself is doing all it can, but you know, there are serious roadblocks in terms of the power they have, in terms of what the power that is being given to the university itself at a central level and the government as well. So what we are really asking for is that students' voices are listened to. This is not about students missing out on, you know, going to house parties every other night. This is about students being able to afford to live. Now, we have been seeing on the news um, students lining up for food banks in London, thousands of students um, accessing food banks across the country. Now, this cannot be right for students to be accessing food banks, for students to be 
living in overcrowded accommodation because they cannot afford to live in their original housing and students not you know paying for a room which they are not allowed to go and live in so what we really want to do is challenge some of these injustices to try and get some answers for students who are crying out for support and to try and actually you know sort out the the financial mess financial uh, uh, catastrophe that many students are finding themselves in or very close to yeah, and I think that's something that, that resonates with a lot of students watching this, uh, not just at Warwick, but a, around the country. Thanks so much for coming on today. You certainly are a remarkable student and we really appreciate it. It's been a pleasure, Johnny. Thank you very much for having me. And if you like what you see, be sure to like and subscribe.